This is episode 694 of the Prepper Website Podcast, where I connect you with resources that will help you live a more self-reliant life so you can love your people, get prepared, and live free. On today's episode, Boosting Immunity. Hey, I'm Todd Sepulveda, the editor of PrepperWebsite.com. This podcast is an audible version, with some commentary, of articles that have been posted on Prepper Website, a daily curation of preparedness information. These articles are some of the best of the best that have been recently posted on PrepperWebsite.com. All article links and show information can be found on the PrepperWebsitePodcast.com. Hey everyone, this episode is sponsored by the exclusive Prepper Website email group, which allows you to communicate with other preppers right from your email. You don't have to worry about your every link, click, or word being tracked by social media. This email group resides on the same servers as Prepper Website. Other benefits include members-only video, periodic webinars, and bi-monthly online meetups. This is a great value for $20 a year. To join the community, visit PrepperWebsite.net or click the link in the show notes. Well, hey everyone, welcome back to the Prepper Website Podcast. I have a great episode for you today. Uh, an article from doomandbloom.net from my good friends, Dr. Joe Alton and Nurse Amy Alton. Uh, they've written an article over there about boosting immunity. Now, being prepared means so much more than having some skills and buying some gear. Your health is an important factor in dealing with the uncertainties of what many may experience. And a big part of being in good health means you have a healthy immune system. Your immune system can have a limited reserve. Now, if your body is overly stressed or compromised, certain diseases may be a potential issue. So as a result, you should be proactive in boosting your immune system to be better prepared. Prepper health is just as important as water, food, and any other topic in preparedness. Now, I'm going to stress here that I am not a doctor. Um, just So just in case uh, you hear anything that is, and it's so sad that you have to say something like that. Now, Dr. Joe Alton is a doctor. He really is a doctor. And Nurse Amy really is a nurse. So their article is, you know, I feel very confident in sharing their articles from medical professionals, but anything extra that I add, that's just that little disclaimer that I am not a medical professional. So again, it's really sad that you have to say something like that. But I do want to talk about, uh, as I was preparing for this episode and you know, looking at everything that Dr. Joe Alton has written here, I, and it's so hard for me to call him Dr. Joe Alton because I just I have always called him Dr. Bones from the very beginning. So it's kind of hard for me to switch on that. Um, but there were some, as I was reading and preparing, I was re- reminded of um, my, my tonic drink that I drink every single day. And so I wanted to talk a little bit about that because he talks about herbs and using those as a way to boost uh, your immunity. So uh, without further ado, let's go ahead and jump over to doomandbloom.net. Again, the article is entitled Boosting Immunity, and this is coming to us from doomandbloom.net, Dr. Joe Alton, MD. Here we go. In good times or bad, there are always issues that can impact your health. Black clouds might be on the horizon, but you can still weather the storm if you have a good immune system. The immune system is your mechanism to protect against disease by identifying and eliminating disease-causing germs called pathogens. It's an expert at defending you against viruses, bacteria, and parasites. Most of the time, it works well, but sometimes a microbe will escape detection and cause sickness. Of these, viruses are the most problematic due to their tendency to mutate. 
Mutations in viral DNA or RNA might have very little effect in some cases, but in others can turn an average viral infection into a pandemic. It's important to understand that the immune system is not a single entity, but a number of different defense mechanisms that must work in harmony. To have it function optimally, changes are sometimes required in diet and lifestyle. Your ability to avoid illness is affected by several factors, including age, diet, medical conditions, physical fitness, and stress levels. The off-grid medic can't control all these factors, but encouragement of some simple lifestyle changes now can improve the long-term outlook for a survival group. If your people can maintain a healthy lifestyle, it will improve their ability to recover from medical issues more rapidly, if not avoid them altogether. So let's talk a little bit about these lifestyle boosts and things that you can do. The first line of defense is replacing bad habits with good ones. So the first thing you should do is make sure you are getting enough sleep. So in good times or bad, a poor sleep pattern can wreak havoc on your immune system. People who are sleep deprived are at risk for all sorts of health problems, including high levels of stress hormones like cortisol. Better nighttime habits, known as sleep hygiene, increases the chances of falling asleep and staying there. They include picking a time for lights out and sticking to it. If your body is trained to expect sleep at a certain time, you'll get to sleep faster. Blocking out the light. Your sleep space is meant to be dark at night. If you can't achieve enough light blockage, wear eye shades. Getting rid of extraneous noises. So listen for sounds that might be keeping you awake. Earplugs can help. And sometimes you know of people who might turn on a fan uh, have you know, to have that noise to kind of drown out anything else. So that might help as well. Getting some sun in the mornings. So it's important to be in the dark at night, but you should also be exposed to sunlight during the day. A healthy balance helps to maintain a natural sleep-wake cycle. So I know that uh, this conversation came up recently with uh, somebody that I know. Uh, we have windows at work. And so one of the things we were talking about vitamin D and getting vitamin D, uh, because you have that window, of course, the sun is going to come in. And from what I understand, that's not the same. It's not enough vitamin D. It doesn't penetrate the windows. So you really need to be outside. Again, that's just my what I have heard and what I have read throughout the years. And so if you are... Counting on just sitting next to a window, getting enough vitamin D, that's probably not going to be enough. You need to get outside and let the sun hit your skin. Next up for good sleep hygiene is keeping cool. So cooler temperatures allow for a deeper sleep. So you might want to turn down the AC just a little bit more when you go to sleep at night. So shutting off the computer earlier. In normal times, computers and televisions disrupt natural sleep patterns. Off the grid, reading a book seems to help shutting down for the night. And that's very true. I mean, you have blue screens that you can add, uh, that blue tint that you can add to your computer screen or your phone or whatever. But it really is a bad habit to have the TV on or to be looking at your phone right before you go to bed. And so hopefully you can break that habit and maybe even put the phone in another room so you're not tempted to look at it. Uh, that might be something that you could do there. Um, avoiding late meals or snacks. So heartburn is more common when lying flat. So don't eat anything for at least two hours before you go to sleep. 
Some studies suggest that eating before sleep makes the brain more active and less likely to sleep. So uh, as you get older, you start to deal with that more and more, right? You start to understand that. Then exercise regularly. Exercise is also known to increase endorphins, chemicals that help to relieve pain or stress. So for the best night's sleep, most people should avoid strenuous exertion close to bedtime. However, the effect on sleep differs from person to person. Find out what works best for the individual. Next up to boost your immune system is to get better nutrition. Now, perhaps the most important change you can make is to decrease the consumption of sugar. Excess sugar in the diet is essentially a poison. Consuming too much decreases the immune system's ability to attack germs. A detrimental effect seems to last for hours after drinking sodas or other sweet drinks. Good nutrition is especially important for older people. Because they tend to eat less and have less variety in their diets, many suffer from micronutrient deficiencies. Even in developed countries, the elderly lack certain vitamins and trace minerals that may affect the efficiency of immune response. A multivitamin supplement is a reasonable option, especially for seniors. Adding more fruits and vegetables rich in antioxidant, vitamin C and E, beta carotene, and zinc will make your people less vulnerable to not only infection, but many chronic illnesses as well. Brightly colored items like berries are an example of an antioxidant-rich food. So which foods have which vitamins? Here are some examples. So vitamin A, egg yolks, cheese, nuts, whole grains, seeds, legumes, and oily fish like salmon. Vitamin B6, green leafy vegetables, fruits, nuts, legumes, fish, chicken, and red meat. What about vitamin B9? Well, you can get that from green leafy vegetables, legumes, nuts, and seeds. What about vitamin B12? Eggs, meat, and dairy products. Then there's vitamin C. You can get vitamin C from berries, citrus, tomatoes, broccoli, and red peppers. Vitamin D, you can get that from fish, beef liver, egg yolks, fortified milks, and cereal. Vitamin E, vegetable oils, nuts, and green leafy vegetables. What about iron? So iron you can get from chicken, turkey, lean red meat, chicken and fish, as well as beans, quinoa, spinach, and broccoli. Selenium. You can get that from Brazil nuts, lean red meat, chicken or turkey breast, pork, shiitake mushrooms, and whole wheat pasta. And then there's zinc. Shellfish and other seafood, chicken, red meats, nuts, and beans. So when you look at this uh, list here of all the different vitamins, and of course, getting vitamins from good nutritious food is a lot better than just trying to pop a pill and, and trying to make that, you know, meet all your needs. Now, if you have if you have to do that, fine. I mean, we should have supplements, but you can look and see this list and try to add that. You know, what can you do to add that into your 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 food right now, you know, into your groceries right now? But then also, what could you do in a, you know in a prolonged situation? Um, those of you who have chickens, all right, you have a lot of ways to uh, get some of these things here, and uh, to, you know to to make some of these things, uh, or not make them, but to have them for your for your uh, food. Um, then you know those that have milk cows or you know goats. Do you have cheese? You can you know so you have all these different things that you can uh, 
um, fruit trees, uh, berry trees. So something to be thinking about when we are talking about boosting our our immune system or boosting the food that we eat so that we can boost our immune system and stay healthy. Other foods that help boost your immune system in general include fresh garlic and raw honey, both of which have been documented to have antibacterial and antiviral effects. So just, I'll talk about honey in just a minute, but if you want to get the the real health benefits of the allergens of honey, now, I mean, there's going to be a lot of benefits from honey, but if you want the, the, the allergens, um, to help you fight that, so you need really local honey and find uh, raw local honey around your um, your area, and that's not hard to do. I mean, you can just call uh, bee. There's clubs all around, right? So you know those that uh, deal with bees. Um, you can you know, go into like a nature reserve and talk to talk to somebody there. Call around. It's not. It wouldn't be very hard. There's there's always people that are working with bees and beehives, and you can source it close to you. Around me, I, I know of two or three different places that I can contact to get local honey. So you just want to take a little bit of time to uh, do a little bit of research, but you will you will find someone. All right. So next up is uh, a little bit, a paragraph on chicken soup. All right. So many people include chicken soup in their food storage. It's a time-honored cold and flu remedy and not just an old wives' tale. Research shows it decreases the duration and intensity of of respiratory infections by slowing the movement of white blood cells to the oral and nasal cavity. This reduces congestion and eases other symptoms. Chicken soup seems to limit the amount of time viruses come in contact with the lining of the nose and can decrease the length of a cold. Although not proven to cure or prevent illness, chicken soup contains vitamin A and C, magnesium, phosphorus, and antioxidants. Just the fluid in the soup helps prevent dehydration. Helpful if you are sweating out a fever. All right, so the next thing in boosting your immune system is to decrease stress levels. Now, I kind of laugh at that because it's, you know, when you're right in the middle of these stressful situations and it just seems like the whole last year and a half has been stressful, it's it's harder to do, but you can do it if you focus on it and you, you make it a priority. So stress is just part of life for many, but too much suppresses the immune system and makes you more vulnerable to illness. You might have less control than you'd like over the amount of stress to which you're exposed, but here are some strategies that might help. So I, I want to say like amen to that, right? So the first one is meditation. And there are links here to here's how to meditate. And the next one is yoga. Here's how to get started practicing yoga. There's a couple of, uh, again, like I said, links, and they're not connected to Doom and Bloom. They go off to another website. Uh, massage therapy is another one. Exercise and learning new skills will help to decrease stress. Um, I'm going to add in their prayer. Now, for me, meditation, uh, it would be prayer for me and uh, taking time to pray and uh, do that every single morning. And so that will help to decrease the stress. So people who meditate regularly may have healthier immune systems. In one experiment, people who meditated regularly made more antibodies to the flu virus than others. In situations where contagious diseases is not involved, add social interaction as a stress reducer. Solo survivalists may succeed in staying alive, but it's a miserable existence. Hey everyone, I wanted to break into this episode to tell you about a new outdoor website called Rerouted. 
Rerouted is creating a trusted online marketplace to revolutionize the used outdoor gear industry and to allow all people to create their own outdoor adventure. Now, buying new outdoor gear can be extremely expensive, and Rerouted wants to offer a sustainable alternative. Rerouted's website makes it easy to search for gear that you are looking for. You won't scroll through a ton of text posts. Instead, you will see a ton of pictures that makes it easy for you to find and choose the gear you want. Not only is Rerouted easy to use to find the gear you want, but the tech team behind the website has made it very easy for you to upload the pics and information of the gear you want to sell. Now, anyone can do this. So the website is rerouted.co. That's rerouted.co. Go check them out. I'll post a link in the episode notes to make it easy on you. Rerouted gear, sustainable future, new adventure. Now back to the podcast. All right, next up is letting go of bad habits. So across the board, smokers are less able to fight respiratory infections than non-smokers and certainly suffer from decreased stamina. Stop as soon as possible. Vaping isn't much better as an option. Just quit. Here's how. So there's a link here. Other vices like drinking should be kept to moderate levels. The National Institute on Alcohol Abuse and Alcoholism defines excessive drinking as 7 or more drinks per week for women and 14 to 15 for men. One standard alcoholic drink is considered to equal 12 fluid ounces of or 234 milliliters of beer, and that's 5% alcohol, 5 fluid ounces or 148 milliliters of wine, and that's 12% alcohol, and 1.5 fluid ounces or 45 milliliters of hard liquor at 40% alcohol. So I got to tell you, that's more more per week than I would have thought of for guys, you know, 14 to 15. But um, I mean, that's not something like you want to hit that, but that was more than I would have thought of. All right. So continuing on, why such a difference between men and women? It's more than just the fact that men generally weigh more than women. Alcohol disperses in body water. Pound for pound, females have less water in their systems than males. Women also tend to have lower levels of a substance called alcohol dehydronase. Now, I might have said that one wrong. AHD than men. AHD breaks down alcohol and the liver. Having less AHD means that alcohol not only stays in a woman's system longer, but accumulates faster. So next up would be probiotics. So probiotics are live microorganisms that impart health benefits when consumed. They can be found in fermented foods like yogurt, kimchi, kombucha, kefir, and many dietary supplements. Many probiotic products contain the same or similar microorganisms that live inside our bodies. So although many believe that bacteria are only harmful, a number of them known as the micro, microbiome are beneficial to the body. Indeed, bacteria help you digest your food. They also produce vitamins in excess of their needs, which are then used by the human body. Intestinal bacteria secrete vitamin B12 and vitamin K. Lactic acid bacteria produces some B vitamins. A lot of probiotic pr- products can be made even off the grid, but can they play a role in immunity? The research, although still in the early stages, point towards your microbiome having a major role in your immunity response. Even Harvard scientists suggest that one day we may be able to prevent certain diseases by modifying the microbiome to destroy abnormal or infected cells. There is evidence that regular consumption of fermented foods supports long-term health, 
helps prevent disease and boost our immune system. Avoid any fermented foods that are pasteurized, however. The pro probiotics are killed off during that process. So if you are eating yogurt bought at the store and it's pasteurized, or you're not getting the benefit of that. Now, I know that they do make some that are not, and so they do have probiotics. Maybe they have probiotics put in there later on. Uh, I'm not sure, but um, there are some that you could buy. that They have the little, uh, they, they say that on, on the package, so just pay attention to that. But there's it's not really hard. I've made kombucha before, so it's not hard to make a, a, a drink that you can have, and you can use that for good gut health. All right, next up are herbs. And so this is one that... Uh, Again, I refer to, and I'll talk a little bit about that article here at the end of this article uh, that I was referencing or that I wanted to reference. All right, so although the conventionally accepted evidence for immune benefit is still lacking for a lot of herbal products, each herb works differently for each person. The herbs in the list below have been touted for their immune benefits and come as dried spices used in cooking, teas, extracts, salves, or essential oils. So this is just a list of different herbs here that you might want to consider. Uh, turmeric, oregano, elderberry, ginger, cayenne pepper, cinnamon, black pepper, astragalus, boneset, echinacea, golden seal, lemon balm, lemongrass, nettle, and thyme. Essential oils used in inhalation and aromatherapy may help decrease viral exposure, open airways, or boost immunity. These include thieves oil, oregano, clove, eucalyptus, tea tree, lavender, and peppermint. Some herbs are immune modulators. That is, they aid immune response while preventing an overreaction, an issue thought to have caused fit fatalities in COVID-19 victims. These include several mushrooms like reishi, caterpillar, turkey tail, maitake, agarcus, and others. Although the above substances are thought by many to improve the immune system, it's important to note that none are approved by the Food and Drug Administration to cure or treat disease. <laughs> All right. Supplements. There are hundreds of products available commercially that claim to boost or otherwise support immunity. Some of these items are the result of modern research. Others have been used for generations in a family or a culture. You might have a particular one you swear by. While the hard scientific data or many of these of, on many of these is still somewhat lacking, you may feel most comfortable staying on your favorite supplement. Indeed, some supplements may alter some part of the immune process and help. It's important to know, however, that no specific commercial product has been proven to boost immunity to a level where it is superior and avoiding disease to good nutrition and a healthy lifestyle. Let me say that again, all right? So it's important to know, however, that no specific commercial product has been proven to boost immunity to a level where it is superior in avoiding disease to good nutrition and a healthy lifestyle. Part of the medic's plan of action should always include an honest appraisal of your people's current diet and habits. Instituting changes in lifestyle now can help in achieving a solid immune system that will keep loved ones healthy in times of trouble. All right, great article. Dr. Bones and Nurse Amy have a lot of great information over on their site. Um, I'll come back to that in just a second. All right, so as I was mentioning at the very beginning of this article, one of the things that I read early, early on in preparedness was an article by or over at deeprootshome.com. And I decided to go pull it up. And I've referenced it a couple of other times throughout this, the podcast and even in different articles that I've, I've written. 
Again, it's over at deeprootsathome.com. And it looks like they just updated it last September. And it's called Anti-Inflammatory Lemon Turmeric Detox Support Drink. And so I was reading this one and I thought it was just just really interesting. And there's a little uh, concoction you can make in here. Uh, and, and so I started making it and I saw some really big benefits. Okay, so there's 13 uh, detox support benefits of lemons. And so they go into it. I'm not going to read them all. Um, what I want to do is I want to just go down and talk a little bit about this uh, detox support recipe or this concoction that uh, I started making and I've been taking it for a very long time. Again, I'm not a doctor, but I can almost swear to this that um, it has really helped me with gout, all right? And so definitely the anti-inflammatory uh, properties and then uh, the things in, you know, what you have in lemon and all of that uh, just help. So um, again, uh, I, I've had gout before in the past and when I've had it, if you've ever had it, had it in my, in my feet and it was, it's a hereditary thing. My dad has it. I have it. And I tell you, there was a, a day when I was trying to like, no, I don't have it. I don't have it. It got so bad. I could not walk. And uh, I, I drove myself to uh, a clinic and I sat down and when they called my name to stand up, I could not, I stood up. I could, I could use my arms to push up and stand up, but I could not take a step. And the nurse was just looking at me. She's like, sir, do, do you need a, a wheelchair? And I'm like, no, I don't, I don't want to get, get in a wheelchair. Are you kidding me? And so I'll just kind of force my, myself to take a step. And after that, uh, I, it, it was good. You know, I could, I could walk, but with a big limp. So again, uh, I've had to take, you know, the, the medicine for gout and all that kind of stuff. And I've noticed that when I take this, that I don't have any kind of those symptoms. And I've noticed that when I stop taking this for uh, any length of time, so let's just say I get lazy and for about three or four weeks, of course, I'm not watching what I eat. So that's the first thing, right? When you have gout, there are certain things you shouldn't be eating. So I'm not watching what I eat. But I noticed that when I, maybe like I stopped taking this for a month or whatever, just because I get lazy and I don't make it, I've noticed that I start feeling that pain, like if, if it was coming back uh, up again. So I'm like, I don't, want, I don't want to say I swear by it, but I'm pretty confident that this is one of those things that is really helping me and giving me a big health benefit. And so if you, I, I know I've talked with people before in the past, if you have gout, if you're dealing with gout, it's not going to clear it up for you, but I think it helps pr to prevent it. So that's just my two cents. That is my experience. So let me give you the, the recipe here, and I'm going to also link to it in the show notes so you can go check it out. So it's two-thirds cup of lemon juice, five cups of water, two teaspoons of turmeric, turmeric powder or more when desiring pain relief, two shakes of black pepper for bioavailability. And I got to tell you, I'm, I don't use a recipe any longer. I just kind of go from memory and I don't even measure things out anymore. I just kind of just do it. Uh, and I have forgotten the black pepper. I'm going to start doing that again. Uh, I think the black pepper with uh, the turmeric uh, helps to activate it even more. So half a teaspoon of cardamom, and th this is optional. So this is a spice for anti-inflammatory, but I think if you have the turmeric in there, you're, you're good. Uh, half a teaspoon of cumin, and again, that's optional. Half a teaspoon of coriander, that's optional. And then two to three tablespoons of honey, again, preferable raw and local. 
You can have stevia in there to taste or real maple syrup. All right. And so then there's another uh, recipe here if you want to double it up. And basically, I make enough for the week. I just make it usually on Sunday or Monday and uh, just make uh, enough for me to eat or to eat, to drink in the morning. It's one of the first things I do in the morning. Uh, you'll have to shake it up because it all you know kind of comes apart and everything. Uh, shake it up real good and then drink it. Uh, depending on how much honey you put in there, I don't put stevia in there. Uh, depending on how much honey in there will determine how you know how sweet it is. If it's sweet or or just bitter, and I don't, I guess I don't put in as much honey as it says here. But anyway, I do believe it truly helps me. Now it is going to ferment if you make more than a week, and I keep mine in a big mason jar with just you know a, a lid that I can easily take off. Uh, not one with a, you know, a band in, in a lid, just a regular like mason jar lid that you can buy. And um, that works very well for me. But when you do shake it up and you open it up, you hear the, you know, the fizz, right? You, you hear it when you, as you get close to the end of the, of the, the week. So I went on, I went to a conference here in Texas not too long ago and I decided to make, you know, so here at this conference, I'm like, you eat crazy and they have all kinds of food and uh, different vendors are trying to you know fatten you up and all that kind of stuff so I'm like I'm, I'm gonna go ahead and I, I took medicine just in case things went crazy but I also had um, this this my little concoction tea I, I guess I need to come up for, with a better name for it and I put it in a plastic bottle right so a big plastic water bottle enough to where I can put enough in there for the whole week because I was there for a whole week and I got to tell you, um, I kept it cold in, in an ice bucket and it worked really well. But in, you know, every time I shook it up and I would unloosen the top, it would pop off. It sounded like a gun, like a big, okay, not a gun, maybe like a firework, a small firework, right? There was just big pop and the, the lid would just go flying off. I mean, it was crazy. I had to find it. And so... I was wondering, you know, what are what are the other people in the in the other hotel rooms th- are you know what are they thinking? Uh, because this loud pop, you know, in the morning goes off, but it does ferment, and so I just wanted to to let you know that uh, you got to keep it. I would keep it in a, in a glass bottle or whatever, and not let it sit for too too long. But uh, I think I think it really works, and again, I would highly recommend it if just for the anti-inflammatory um, aspect of it. You got the, the lemons have a lot of uh, dealing with the kidney stone, you know, kidney stone dissolver. I'm just kind of looking over the list here. Uh, cold and flu preventer, bowel cleanser, oxygen enhancer. So definitely is an article that you should go check out and uh, possibly even start taking that concoction. I know I know I said gout, but it really is for all inflammatory issues. I think it's just a good concoction, a good tea to drink. Now, coming back to this article from uh, doomandbloom.net, Dr. Joe and Amy Alton's website. Hey, I highly recommend that you go check it out. And they have a lot of great articles there. And they write with the idea of, um, you know, they give you the information for today. But also the idea is if there's not uh, medicine, hospitals, doctors around, you know, in that, in that given time. And if you're wanting more, and I highly recommend, in fact, I say that it is the first book that anybody in preparedness should buy is their medical handbook, uh, their survival medical handbook. And, uh, I highly recommend it. Not only do they talk about all the different, you know, aspects of, uh, what you would need to know, 
but they also talk about essential oils. They also talk about herbs in there. And so they have, they have uh, portions in that. It's not necessarily a book that you're going to, I mean, some of you might read through it from uh, front to back, but there's just a lot of information. It's a great, great reference book. And that's one that I would have right there. You can learn a lot of different skills, how to make fire. You can have different gear to help there. But medical information, to me, uh, when I started out in preparedness, that was one of the ones where I felt like I was lacking. And when I found Dr. Joe and uh, Nate, uh, Amy uh, Alton's website, I was like, okay, this is like gold right here. And the fact that they've been at it and uh, they have been providing articles on a consistent basis and really helping the preparedness community. Uh, I really appreciate what they have done, especially when you see so many other websites just kind of falling by the wayside. And so I uh, really appreciate what they do in their podcast as well. All right. So to recap on this article here, uh, talking about boosting your immunity, there's a couple of things that we read. So to get more sleep. That's definitely one that you need to do and you need to make sure when you sleep, your body heals itself and it takes care of itself. You need to make sure you're getting enough sleep. You need to eat healthy. Um, it's so convenient to eat fast food and all the other junk that's out there. Um, it takes a little bit longer to uh, prepare food so that you can eat, eat healthy. But if you make it a priority, it will be easy to do. Find ways to de-stress. Again, I said my thing was prayer. You might find some other thing that uh, you would do, maybe taking a walk outside or whatever. Um, exercise should be something that we are doing on a regular basis. Everybody should be doing. Um, getting rid of bad habits. So uh, maybe if you're a smoker, trying to break that habit. Um, if you're drinking excessive alcohol, trying to stop that. Uh, eating foods that are rich in probiotics and, and eating that, I think that would be important. And thinking about that, having good gut health, um, herbs that you could definitely uh, take. Again, I'm going to reference back to that article from uh, Deep Roots at Home and my little concoction that I drink every day. And then supplements. There might be some supplements that you take and it might be beneficial for you and you might want to look into. So guys, like always, I'm going to link to this article uh, in the show notes so you can go check it out. And I highly recommend you check out all the other articles there that uh, Dr. Joe Alton and Nurse Amy Alton are writing. Um, they do a great job. They also have videos uh, on YouTube and uh, they also do a great job with, in, in their podcast. So go check them out. All right. So everyone, that is it for episode 694. Hey, to subscribe to the show, make sure you click the subscribe button in your favorite podcast app. And that way you never miss another episode of Sweet Prepper Goodness. And don't forget, if you're looking for more preparedness and self-reliant information, head on over to PrepperWebsite.com, where we link to 8 to 12 articles every day of the very best self-reliant articles out there. We also have pages dedicated to alternative news, firearms, DIY, Bible prophecy, frugal living, and homesteading. And lastly, don't forget to join the email list if you haven't. When you do, I'm going to send you a free PDF on 25 hand-picked preparedness articles that you should read. And with that, choose to live a more self-reliant life. Choose not to be so dependent on the government, grid, or the grind. Until next time, live with no regrets and stay prepped and aware. Peace.